Welcome to Tech Bytes, a 15-minute podcast on compelling ideas and technologies in IT. Our sponsor today is SolarWinds, and we're going to dive into Application Performance Monitoring, or APM. Our guest today is Denny Lecomte. He is Senior Vice President and General Manager of Application Management. Denny, welcome to the podcast, and can you get us started with a quick elevator pitch on SolarWinds? SolarWinds is a large player in the infrastructure and network management space. We've been around for years, and we have recently entered the application performance management market. You know, the shtick on SolarWinds is that we like to say our products are simple, powerful, mm -hmm. and affordable. Uh, and what we think kind of distinguishes us uh, over all the years from all the other players is that we really are focused on technical professionals. Whether those professionals are in corporate IT, we also serve tech pros working in uh, managed service providers, but we sell bottoms up to tech pros. We do not go to the CIO and try and sell it on PowerPoint and promises and then try and get the thing forced on the, the poor IT guy. What we believe that does, is it means that we have to live up to the, to the expectations of the people who actually use the product. So if the product isn't good enough, it won't, it won't get uh, sold up the chain. So we think that that makes our products really good. Okay. All right. So you've set expectations very high. So let's dive in. Uh, so we're talking about APM. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You can instrument application code. You can monitor network performance. You can look at end user experience. Uh, there's a different couple ways to do that. Synthetic tractions or real user interactions. How's SolarWind approaching APM? Kind of like I just said, we start with the customer, right? So what is that core customer problem? And if you think about it, like a scenario, the company builds a cloud-native custom app. They mm -hmm. expose that app to their end customers. It's great. It's uses distributed microservices. It's got containers. Everybody likes it. And then one day, you start getting customer calls saying the application is slow. Then, then that means everybody inside of IT on the app team, the dev team, the IT guys start looking into it. They get more calls. Eventually, the CIO does hear about it. The pressure mounts. But in a lot of circumstances, the customer just, uh, the, the IT team, can't really figure out where the problem is because they lack the visibility. They're trying to figure out, is it the network? Is it the server? Is it the containers? Is it the database? If, which, if it's a microservice, which microservice? Right. Which customers are impacted? So we think the way you eliminate that nightmare is that you have a suite of products that work together. So the way we do that is we have three products. They Each product kind of grew up on its own, and then we put them together into a suite. Uh, one is called App Optics, and it focuses on infrastructure metrics, both built-in metrics that come from an agent, and then custom metrics where the end user can go and collect any data point that they can pull with an API. It does APM distributed tracing. It kind of does the full stack, uh, nine languages, 150 out-of-the-box integrations. It does code profiling, exception tracking. Okay. Like so that does... means that you're dropping agents into the code. So if I'm writing a script or an app or and then I'm putting it in a container in a microservices or whether it's running in a VM or whatever, you put a little piece of – you make an API call as the code's running and then send it off to your APM service, and then I can say, oh, yeah, I can see the performance of this. Or is it more complex than that? Actually, when I was talking about agents, I was saying yep. if you're doing infrastructure, you can drop an agent on the infrastructure okay. uh, so that you can pull metrics from that. You could also, of course, when we're doing the application instrumentation, we will uh, have you insert some code into there so that you can actually see what's going on um, at the trace 
adds a trace level. So, so you can look at code, but you can also look at the server, uh, the underlying server, and how that's performing. You know, doing one without the other is not going to give you the whole picture. In fact, we think if you need the whole picture, we also have Logly, which is if you know like Splunk or Sumo Logic, then you kind of get what Logly does. It, it's yeah, uh, yeah. cloud-based. It aggregates all of your logs, got lightning fast search, and it's tightly integrated with App Optics. So if you're looking at some code, you can go and see the, the logs related to it. And if you're looking at the logs, then it'll launch you in App Optics kind of in context. Mm. So you can see, well, what's the, you know, what's the bit of code that generated this error log? So that gives you kind of traces, it gives you metrics, it gives you logs. And the last thing yeah. is a product probably a lot of a lot of listeners have heard of, which is Pingdom. Pingdom's been around for, for a long time yeah. uh, and doing synthetic transactions, application health, page speed. But we've added real user monitoring, what the fancy folks call these days digital experience monitoring. <laughs> the simple way we think about it is the two products I, I just mentioned are giving you kind of an x-ray into the product. And Pingdom is really for that outside in. What are my users experiencing? So yeah. like real user monitoring, you could say, okay, the folks in North America are good, but everybody in Europe is hosed because their medium response time is you know, outrageous, like 15 seconds. So now that tells me something about where the problem is and that can help me troubleshoot. And ultimately, everything you're doing is to try and, and end that slow rolling nightmare where you've got, you know, the app is down or the app is really slow. People are calling in. All you want is easier to figure out, depending on, on where you are in the organization, is this you know mean time to resolution or mean time to innocence, right? So you're like, hey, this is a problem, but buddy, it's not my problem. And then you know, you go fix it. Because it's 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 very frustrating to work on something when you know it's not you. Yeah. Ask any app guy and they'll tell you it's a network. You ask the network guy, he'll tell you it's the <laughs> server, right? Yeah. Like it's typical IT, IT kind of stuff. You really just want to know. Whose job is it to go fix this thing? I guess the challenge here is that if you've got all of these different tools, if you've got Pingdom and Logly and you know the, the whole APM suite, and you're, you've got a mix of synthetic transactions and log monitoring and agents generating it together, how do you bring those together to unify them? Is Because if each of those systems is individual, you might be getting alerts from all over the place and you know the world does not need more alerts, so we just need a alert, right? And no. How do we bring that together? Can you cohere them? They're integrated today, and we are adding sort of deeper integration. That's kind of our big project for 2020, where we're going to give them a common nav, common alerts, common reports. So they've got some pieces of them that are already integrated, and then that's kind of where that's kind of where we're going with this suite because exactly mm. what you're saying. And we we've done this before. If you know our our infrastructure and network products. Um, Kind of the Orion platform is where we sell all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we took the, the same approach. We made it one common thing for all your on-prem management. Uh, and so we know the power of that. And that's that's what we're going to do with this suite. So, yeah, in my mind, uh, you know, I sort of have solar winds uh, in the networking bucket. Are your APM tools, it sounds like, not focused on this group. It sounds like you're maybe going after developers or application folks or infrastructure teams. Yeah, we definitely grew up with network engineers. Uh, the the founder of the company way back in Tulsa, Oklahoma, was a network engineer, and honestly, he just built what he needed. Um, but but then as the company grew up, we we added more network management, but then we added a lot of infrastructure management. So today we do servers, we do virtualization, we do storage, we do database. Like if you think about the entire kind of infrastructure stack. We have tens of thousands of customers who have bought that from us. 
We do not, SolarWinds spends a lot of time trying to make sure our products are very affordable, right? They're simple, they're powerful, but we do try and keep the cost low. One of the things that means is we do not necessarily spend as much money on brand advertising as some folks. So you may not know that we're in that space, but mm. um, but again, huge number of customers in the infrastructure space. And then what our customers have told us is, hey, we have custom apps too. You don't really, you know, they look at the other players in the APM space and what they what they're telling us is like, yeah, those products are, are not bad, but oh my, they are expensive. Some of them are really complicated. Yep. They take yep. professional services. And so what, what they're telling us is, look, you guys need to do the APM thing and you need to make it so that I don't need professional service, uh, that I could give it to you know anybody on my team and they can figure it out on their own. I don't have to send them to two weeks of training, right? Okay. That's the promise. So that's to us, it's an extension of what we're already doing. Like uh, there's, I can't imagine a scenario in which we didn't get into this space uh, just because it is, is just part of where IT is going and that everybody is becoming more app centric. Some of that is just because the infrastructure is, that people focused on before is some of that's disappearing into the public cloud. And then what's left is the app. And in the end, you build this app to run your business. It yeah. needs to run. It needs to run well. It's part of this, the network's disappearing. You know, is the network a campus, a wireless? Is it a 5G? Is it a WAN? Is it an internet connection? You know, it's whatever it is, whether you're, you can even be on a plane and be connected to a network. The yeah, old days of, you, you know, the, the, the infrastructure is becoming, is still there, it's, but mostly what you actually want to do is monitor what's on top. If you don't want to monitor the infrastructure first. You actually want to monitor the app first instead of the infrastructure yeah, as we go forward. that's right. You think from the app down, and then the infrastructure has not gone away Ideally, it's be, it has become invisible. It's invisible when it works. When it doesn't work, it's very uh, everybody now loses their mind because yeah. mm. you know you expect networking to be like electricity. It's there, you know, unless there's a hurricane and knocks your power out. Like that's the level of expectations. But if you're a network engineer, there's still a lot of work that you're doing. So the the network is everywhere, infrastructure is everywhere, but in the end. All that stuff exists to run some app that that solves a problem for an end customer, for an employee. Uh, and if you're in IT, your job is to like make sure the end customer is able to do what they want to do. Uh, and so you want to solve your problems really fast. You want to solve problems before the customer does. I've had many an IT professional kind of tell me like, look, the worst thing that can happen is I get a call from a customer or from an employee and I didn't know about the problem already. That's embarrassing. Yep. Right, so they want a tool that's going to proactively let them know what's going on. So, at the start of the the conversation, you mentioned cloud, and uh, SolarWinds recently announced uh, integrations with Azure with their APM suite. Can you tell us a little more what what integration means? That could mean a lot of different things. It, uh, so, the way to think about that, we um, we already had this with AWS, and it's sort of at all the 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 services that AWS provides, and now all the services that Azure provides. We don't have 100% coverage, but what we announced is that we've uh, added a lot. We've added uh, coverage for like their um, the Azure Load Balancer, Cosmos DB, SQL Database, Redis, so that we can now pull all that data in natively. We can also um, extend our APM tracing to anybody using the Azure App Service, which is really what they've renamed their platform as a service piece. Uh, so with that, if you are running your applications on top of Azure, it gives us a lot more visibility. We, we could always do 
that anywhere, just like we can still do. We don't have this for GCP yet, but if you're running an app on GCP, we have visibility into it at the infrastructure level. What we wouldn't right. have is that that uh, layer that's unique to the to the cloud platform. But what we have found is that the SolarWinds, the traditional SolarWinds customer is very Microsoft centric. You know, AWS still has a big market share lead, but kind of not for our customers. Um, uh, I would say Microsoft's been pretty smart in that they know that Microsoft centric people don't want to have to throw away all their skills. Yep. So they're they're tempting them into the Azure cloud to be able to have more continuity. And based on what we see with our customers, it's working because they are adopting Azure at a greater rate than AWS. And because we are so customer centric, wherever they go, we go. And so they're 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 heading to Azure. And so we felt we had to offer uh, yeah. the most possible support for it. You have to go where the customers are going and the enterprise seems to be some of the choosing AWS, but much more choosing the def- the easier path or the, the path. <laughs> AWS is the path less traveled generally for enterprises. So you're going where your customers are going. Yeah, I mean, look, if you talk to a lot of um, developers, they really like AWS. They were the early adopters mm-hmm. and they're very passionate about it. Um, but, you know, luckily uh, Microsoft's catching up. The worst thing I think for, tech, for the technology industry is to have massive dominance. What you want is a good solid dogfight so that everybody is being their best and that you <laughs> you you know you can get all the things that a market economy is supposed to do only works if you've got a couple of strong competitors yep. so i like i want google to catch up and get in that fight as well because then yep. we all benefit because they're um, they're delivering the most best things that they can just to compete well, speaking of that, one of the things that happens with cloud services is they start to, you know, kind of nibble away at the edge of where folks like SolarWinds live by starting to provide more telemetry and more data. So are are you getting visibility or metrics that I can't get natively from Azure itself? No. And in fact, the answer is that would be everybody would say the same thing. Like we are pulling the data out of the service. And so if somebody is 100% Azure and they have nothing else and they're only in a little, tiny little Azure bubble, they could probably just suffice with the what what Microsoft offers, mm-hmm. but that's not really what we're seeing. Our customers are showing us it is absolutely a multi-cloud and a hybrid world. So most people, even within an application, will have some stuff, you know, here and some stuff there, and so that might be a mix of on-prem and Azure. It might have some things running in AWS. So you really, if you're, you can use our tools to like get all those metrics and then pull it in together and tell a sort of a more coherent story. And then you can pull in all the other elements. Uh, and I can tell you, we get this question a lot, like, hey, are those guys going to put all the management vendors out of business? And I, I'll tell you, I'm old enough that I got that question in the 2000s when Microsoft entered the uh, IT management market right. and they didn't put anybody out of business <laughs> because in the end, IT pros are a little more skeptical that a lot of times what they want yeah. is to buy my infrastructure from one person and then I will buy my management from another because that, you know, you don't want it all in one family. Uh, you, you need a little bit of hybrid vigor uh, in, there, in there. So I think there's still, it's such a big market and it's growing so fast. There's going to be plenty of room for um, multiple players in APM. And honestly, we're, when we think about this space, we are really trying to carve out uh, what I always tell people, we want to be the best value. 
We're not going to have the most features, kind of not our thing. We're not going to be the cheapest because that's also not our thing. What we like to do is when we get in, when we offer a portfolio of products, we want to have the best bang for the buck. But when you look at our uh, at our products, you just go, wow, that's really a lot of functionality. I can't believe you're charging so little. And so <laughs> that combo of value and price uh, just is killer for a lot of customers. There's still going to be a segment who they are, you know, they're going to drive the Rolls Royce. They're going to have the best of the best and they'll pay for it because money is no object. But there's a huge chunk of the market and SolarWinds has traditionally served the middle market, people who have budget challenges, staffing challenges, where mm. they they really can't always have everything that they want. So when you offer them a great product at a great price, they just eat that up. That's honestly how SolarWinds got to you know the yeah. size that we are the, the real world the small people who a lot of other people just left out and that's right you, like that's you know really, what the, you know fortune 500 is not the whole world and you would talk to a lot of vendors you would think <laughs> that there are 500 yeah. possible customers and um you know we have 300,000 customers so we know that's not true yeah. um if you're gonna serve a broad broad market you know you you have to take a different approach and for so sure. we, we, it's totally fine for other people to to go after those but we do think the mid-market, that we have a special relationship with that that set of customers. And APM is becoming more important to them, we think, than it ever has. For this, you know, It just sometimes takes a little longer for it to get to the middle market. It might start at the very top. Yeah. But um, we, see it, we see it growing uh, really fast lately. So I feel like we've just scratched the surface on this APM talk, but we have run out of time. So if folks want to dig deeper, get more information, where would you send them? They should go to solarwinds.com slash packet pushers. Okay, that's easy enough. Solarwinds.com slash packet pushers. Well, this does bring us to the end of this uh, Tech Bytes podcast. Denny, thank you for joining us and, and thank you to SolarWinds for sponsoring. You can find this and many more fine, free, technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at Packet Pushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.